Hey, I'm Sean, and I'm joined by one of my good friends in Gululego on a podcast we call Popping In. We dive deep into some of the hottest local and international TV shows. We bring you all the latest pop news and catch up on some of the most exciting and sometimes embarrassing things happening in our lives. Welcome. Welcome. Good, good to, to have, have you on this journey. journey. Hey, what's up, and welcome to Popping In with Sean and in Gululego. It's another Wednesday, episode 11. It is. We're two episodes away from the season finale and we are so excited. Thank you for all the messages received in episode 10 on social media. We absolutely appreciate your responses. Friend, Guru Lego, how are you doing? Hi, hey there. <laughs> how are you doing, friend? I'm good, thank you, friend. How are you? I am so exhausted, but I am good. I yes. am here. I'm awake. I'm alive. There's so much to be grateful for. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, we keep pushing. Um, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your week before we get into mine? My week was, uh, it was okay, you know. Um, Just complaining compare. doesn't help anymore because we live in 2020. So, I know, right? everyone is complaining. And if you start complaining... For you, <laughs> just like another like, thing, yes. I feel like everyone is just over 2020, yeah. we're tired of complaining. It's just like, okay, like, whatever, this year mm. can just end already. Um, but my weekend was great actually. Um, on Friday night, I was actually supposed to go home. And then I postponed because I started drinking after work and I was like, I'm not going to drunk drive for two hours or even if it was five hours away, I wasn't going to do it. Disclaimer. Mm. Um, (laughs) So I decided to sleep and then wake up early. And I actually slept quite early. I think I slept at like 10 p.m. But normally when that happens, I'm up at like 5, 6 a.m. So I was up that early. And Mm. I think I texted you probably at like half past five. You were probably Mm. wondering, Mm. what am I doing? (laughs) I was actually up. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I got up early and drove home. Uh, I spent the weekend at home with my family, Saturday and Sunday. And I came back on Sunday. Um, Sunday night, just in time for idols, because nice. I'm such a big fan. Yes, ah, <laughs> oh, that's really but cool, was, friend. How was home generally? Ah, uh, being home is always great. I feel like I needed it because I'm really mm. like just exhausted mentally, physically. I'm just in a space where I'm like, oh my gosh, I just I need a holiday. I think that's months. what tends to happen, right? Especially around this time of the year where your brain is automatically yes. starting to shut off, right? Mm. and i noticed even at work a lot of people are like taking leave at around this time and i'm like okay so at least i'm not the only one Mm. that's feeling this way because normally i would wait until like december till i take a break from work but now this time i like brought it closer so i'm counting down because next week i'll be on vacation for about two weeks nice (laughs) all you can do is summer well until you take leave and that's it so friend in effort of us getting to know one another right um Mm -hmm. we are nearing the end of season one so i thought it'd be nice if we get you know the people listening to the podcast get to know us a little better and the promo of the show says that we need to speak about either something interesting or embarrassing Uh, that has happened in our lives, right? I want to find out from you in episode 11, right now of popping in. Growing up, what is your most embarrassing moment? 
that you can remember? My most embarrassing moment I can remember as a kid. Yeah. Okay, I've got a few because I was, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I've got a few because I was a bit of a problem child growing up. But I think what I do remember quite clearly is in grade one, mm-hmm. um, when I had just started school, I think it was still very early, probably like first term. I remember because my uncle used to pick me up from school and go drop me off. I actually got into a physical fight. So my oh. first physical fight <laughs> in grade one was literally um, within the first term of getting into school. I think it was with some um, boy. I remember his name. Actually, I have him on Facebook as well. Wow. Um, and- yeah, we're friends now. We actually ended up becoming friends after the fight, but it was just those where they were trying to bully and I just wasn't having it because being Papa growing up, like mm. I was very talkative. I was like, listen here, uh, this is not going to work. So we fought and we got sent to the principal's office, I think. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when my uncle came, like I wasn't going to tell him the story, but like the kids from my class were like running towards him to be like, oh, um, Nkuleko was in a fight today, blah, blah. And I was like, really guys, I wasn't even planning on talking about this at home, yeah. but now they know. And yeah, I think apart from that, the only other thing was probably when I peed, <laughs> on myself in grade R <laughs> but for me it, w- it wasn't that embarrassing yeah. because I had asked the teacher so I went up to the teacher asked her, I think it was like we had like an aftercare thingy after school but they didn't want us running around because all the yeah. grown-up kids were like you know outside and roaming around and I was like can I go to the toilet she was like no go sit down you know how they are most yeah and I was like okay went to sit down and I was like I will leave this pee right here <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, but I didn't do it intentionally. I was yeah. really just pressed and needed the toilet. But it was embarrassing because you know how kids are. Everyone was like yeah. making a big deal out of it. And my older sister was in the same school. I think she was in grade four at the time. So when she came to pick me up at cla- in, at the class, everyone was literally telling her that, look, this is what the situation is. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's about it from the top of my head that yeah. I can remember that embarrassed me. What about you? Friend, similar to your story, I was in grade four. And for me, it wasn't even P, it was number two. Oh my God. In grade four. Grade four. <laughs> Can you, you are old, man. Grade Sean. Four, you should be able to hold it in even if you are pressed. How did that even happen? I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. I really have no idea. I think, in fact, I think I had the runs. I had the runs mm-hmm. and I couldn't hold it in anymore. And it just, it came out. Did you do it like in the class? Was it break time? Like I'm trying to understand. <laughs> <laughs> it was it in the class. Oh my gosh. Those for me were always the worst. Cause I'm like, I always made sure I don't do number two. Cause it actually stinks. So. <laughs> Friend, it was bad. You- so you're embarrassed because you did number two and also now because everyone can smell it and there's probably flies all around you. Friend, it was terrible. Um, I'll never forget that day. I was like the shame of the Ew. school. It did they bad. send you to the to the sick bay? 
Because they used to do that with us. They did, and they organized new pants. Luckily, my primary school had a shower. I don't know why they had a shower, uh-huh. because that's odd. Probably for right? moments like that. <laughs> no, they, really? You might they, think... They anticipated that in 2004, <laughs> Sean Lukele will be here. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was bad. I'll never forget that day. But I'm so grateful for my teachers because they were so empathetic. Mm. I think you kind of, that's when you realize what kind of teachers you know, you have, yeah, you know, yeah. what kind of teachers you have. And they were very empathetic. You know, one of them like hold, held me by the hand, took me to the, to the sick bay, you know, organized clothing for me etc so i think um yeah you know grateful for those teachers and i think you don't get a lot of teachers like that these days yeah so um, speaking of teachers which one is your most memorable from primary school from the top of your head your favorite ah mefro diafel yun in grade three yeah diafel yun three yeah at large school tespit park primary oh man she was I the was most incredible, scared. most empathetic, most, I don't know. She was just so good, friend. She knows how to work with children, mm. you know. And that's when, I remember when, you remember when we start like grade one, you write with a pencil and then grade three towards the end of the year, they start teaching you to like feel the texture of a pen and everything. Yeah. So I had already started that at home. I used to write with a pen already right? Some kids mm. only learned how to write with a pen at school. Yeah, I, she excluded me from that lesson because I already know how to write with a pen. And I was grateful for that because then I didn't get bored. She gave me something else to do so that I'm ahead yeah. of the rest of the pack, you know? Mm. So Yefrotia for Yoon will always be my most memorable. You? Hmm. So I went to two primary schools. Um, the first primary school, I can't remember any of the teachers because <laughs> it was grade one to three, I think. Mm. And then I went to grade four to seven i went to alabama primary school in Glackstop. Mm-hmm. um i think my favorite teacher is definitely miss moigeti she goes by a different surname now because i think she's married but she was first of all the most beautiful teacher we had in school because all our other teachers were like you know older and stuff she was young she was hot she used to dress so well she'd wear heels and she had dreadlocks she looked a lot like Yamazu Klema Wisa. She was Klema Wisa of Alabama Primary School. Because <laughs> she was gorgeous. But she was also very, very nice. Because I remember um, when I was new in her class, like she noticed me immediately. Well, obviously, because I was very talkative. But she was very, from that moment onwards, me and her really got along. Like sometimes I'd even go spend break time with her and just sit in her class and we'd mm-hmm. chat away. She was like a friend. It wasn't even, you know, like she's just a teacher. Um, but when I did get into trouble, she would like pinch me in the ear and stuff and do all of that. So she was like still very strict, but she was really a very nice teacher. I think I, I was able to even go to her sometimes and I had fights with my friends. I'd go to her and yeah. complain to her, Usman Bani did this. So yeah, she was really, um for me, one of my favorite teachers. I mean, I had quite a few teachers that I really liked in primary school, but I think mm-hmm. for me, Miss Moigeti, um from Alabama Primary, grade five, she was also my English teacher. She's the most memorable. Yeah, big ups to teachers, man. If you're a teacher listening to this, big ups to you. Thank you. Thank you for being awesome. 
All right, so now let's jump into our TV buzz. There are old legends that talk of the place. It's a very special place. There is a crossroad here. Those who are chosen by their ancestors can communicate with death. Some African cultures say the Sangomas can talk to your ancestors. Which doctors? That's just superstition, Mary. It's not just superstition, it's real. Enough about Sangomas before we all get nightmares. Stay in the shed. We've welcome. Hello. We've quiet wingos. Mbuzo uti. Banolandela. Life is death. I am the one that death is life. Always searching. Life is death. You are in me. Death is life. And I in you. And you are mine forever. This week we are checking out Eight, the movie. That's literally the name of the movie, Eight. <laughs> and it's a horror movie. Is right. it really? <laughs> all right, friend. What did you think of the movie? It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad movie at all. I think I was very lazy to watch it, and I kept postponing because I didn't even really watch the trailer. I just saw the poster, and I was like, "Oh gosh, no, this is not really my thing." Yeah. But then I think when I actually started watching the movie, I enjoyed it. Um, like I was telling you earlier before we started recording, like at first I had to double check Gucci. Okay, is this really? eight that i'm watching because it's supposed to be a local movie but it looks like an international production so what's going on so i think um in terms of that it's a very very good production not so sure about the storyline and it being a horror movie but it was enjoyable i didn't cry for my two hours um after watching it so yeah how did you find it i thought the movie was good ne it was very good mm-hmm. um and it is just for me a very dark movie not just about the storyline and what happens but like i had to increase my contrast because i was watching on my phone i had to increase the brightness on my phone in order to see what's yes. happening in the scenes it was just so dark mm-hmm. like everything literally half of the movie happens at night right what did you yeah. think about that because i just felt like 
Oh, especially now, because I can't see at night, so it was very hard for me <laughs> to grasp <laughs> what is happening. I think for me, that wasn't really an issue because yeah. I kind of expected that because of the tone of the movie and what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting it to be like quite a dark movie and, you know, all those things to happen. Mm-hmm. So I was okay with it. I think for me, though, what really stood out um, was the child star i'm such a big of cha- big fan of child stars i yes. love them i don't and know what her name is her real name is kita luna she plays mary in eight yes ah. yes she did very well in that role mm. um it was also good to see Ooh, Lazarus. What's his real name? He used to be on Stockfell. It's Stockfell. Oh, Tamano Sebe. Tamano <laughs> Sebe. She's really good. Um, so he plays. He, was... he plays the, <laughs> the predator. <laughs> yes, the villain <laughs> that we all don't expect, and then yeah. like there's a turn of events, and you notice that he's actually the bad guy in the film. Yes. Um. So yeah, I think for me the talent is. For me, that's always a big thing when I watch mm. a movie. Like, I need to believe the story, and that's what makes me enjoy it. If I feel like the actors are good and they're mm. doing justice to it, so I think for that, I'll I'll really give them like five popcorns. Those two actors, not everyone, because okay. <laughs> they really, I think, brought the film to life. Um, yes. for you, what would you say were your standout moments? Um, my standout moments was, let me try to think about this and try and it's hard for you to think of one. That's not such a good reflection. Mm, Yeah. Maybe there wasn't a a standout moment per se, because I, I don't know. I just, I was looking for scariness in the movie, you know, being classified under horror, but Mm. pace, for example, for me was very slow. That let's start there because with horror movies, friend, like the music needs to tell a story. The music needs to give you goosebumps, you know, the mm. scenes, the laughs, the sound effects. I didn't get any of that from it, to be honest. So I don't feel that it should Especially. be under horror, to be honest, because it mm. isn't that scary to be classified as horror because I've seen so many horror movies throughout my life, right? Um, exactly. which have really gotten me to a point where I can't even sleep at night as a kid and as mm. an adult. But 8 did not do that. Um, I felt like I'm watching any other movie. Yeah, because, I mean, I was a bit nervous watching it because I was like, okay, I'm watching it so late at night. I think it was after midnight and I'm alone in the house. Am I going to be fine? But uh, I think by the time the movie ended and by the time I went to bed, I had forgotten <laughs> what had happened in the movie. So mm. I think... For me, um, the storyline was really slow. I agree with you. It like I feel like more could have happened, or it could have been like you know a bit more fast paced. Um, the music, like you said, especially because it's a horror film, that is very important in a horror, especially if you want to scare people. If your storyline is not that scary, but if the music is like you know intriguing people, that normally works. So I think that's one thing they could have improved on. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, in terms of the storyline, no, not actually, before I talk about the storyline, what I also loved was the location. Like, I think it is beautiful wherever they recorded it. Because I think that's why in the beginning, I wasn't sure if it's South African, because I was like, oh, wow, this venue is beautiful. It's like Mm -hmm. in the woods somewhere. You know how normal horror movie locations would be? 
Um, so that for me was great. Um, yeah. And oh, 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 I actually had a crush. Oh, wow. <laughs> the one who dies and gets stabbed. Uh, Did do you remember? Uh, uh. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> um, I think the person listening to this podcast is actually going to have to watch the movie to figure out yes, who you're talking about. Yes, exactly. Um, but friend, don't you think that plot holes ne, are seldom much of a concern for fans of horror films? Because literally what horror films depend on is how they actually make you feel. And no matter the storyline. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's more of a physical response rather than a psychological and logic kind of a response. And maybe mm. that's why we didn't feel that it's scary enough because yeah. they don't hit those emotions for us. I mean, I would have been a-okay with the storyline being disjointed, but getting those mm. points where I'm scared would have made a difference and I would have maybe classified this as a horror movie. Yeah, I agree. I think also because the storyline is not that intriguing. So I was a bit like distracted in between some of the scenes, like I'd be on my phone texting. Um, and, you know, normally when you're watching a horror movie, even if I'm on my phone replying to a text, the music would be what grabs me to be like, oh, snap, what's happening here? But mm. that didn't happen. So I'd like text, finish whatever I was doing and get back into it. And I'd still be able to follow it. Um, so yeah, I think though what's beautiful um, is that they are telling an African story. There's mention of ancestors. Yes. Um, there's you know mentions of you know the whole um, the black people in the neighborhood or on the farm are scared that um, the white people are going to come there and steal their land and stuff. Mm. I think they mentioned that in the beginning as well. So it is stuff that are quite relatable. It is a South African story, um, but obviously it is exaggerated because it is a film. Um, what I, what was also nice though, I think was the makeup on the zombie looking thing that Lazarus keeps in his oh, bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why yeah. they gave him that weird name because Tulis <laughs> are generally very nice people. Exactly. Like it was, it was very, I think the makeup was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, that was quite good. I think just in terms of production wise, they really did mm. do very well. Um, I think, like we said, the only thing that maybe could have been better would have been the music or if, I don't know. Like thing is, I don't know. There's something was missing, but I just can't put my finger on it. I can't say what it was that wasn't you know that made it not be as amazing as i hoped it would be but yes. there was just something yana so according to the director himself he says that it was never meant to be one of those horrors that makes use of jump scares mm -hmm. so that's quite interesting he says that most of my biggest intentions was to uh, maintain tension without scaring audiences using trickery or shock tactics i wasn't even shocked I wanted viewers to be engulfed by the world. <laughs> Let's be honest, I'm creating extreme suspension of disbelief. We have moths coming out of people's mouths and we have a demon who lives in a bag, Thule, but I tried to create a moody psychological thriller in a horror genre context. So I think that's basically what the director, you know, was trying to achieve with this. Uh, we were not going to get those, <gasps> oh my God, moments. Yeah, it was also good to see like a bit of fresh talent, fresh faces, because I don't think I knew anyone's face in the movie except yes. ooh, um 
Yes, Lazarus. I was trying to remember his real name. But yeah, I think he's the only one that looked familiar. Everyone else was a fresh face, fresh talent. That for me was quite interesting to see. Um, so yeah, all in all, it is a good production. I'm not going to fault it too much. I think it's just one of those things, whether it's your taste or not, or if you you know enjoy those kind of films or not. Um, but I think for me, it was not what I would normally go for based on, you know, having seen the poster and whatnot, I probably would have browsed past it, but I'm actually glad that I did watch it because I, I actually ended up really getting into the story and wanting to watch it all the way till the end to see how it ends. Absolutely. So I'm glad we got into the review. Now let's tell people what the movie is actually about. So after inheriting his estranged father's countryside home, a man hires a mysterious farm hand with a demonic secret that draws his family closer to death. That's literally the blurb on Netflix. So if you want to go check out this movie, mm-hmm. um, it's a great South African movie compared to some of the productions that come, of this, come out of this country. I would definitely give it a seven out of 10 popcorns. You friend, you said? I would give it also seven. Hmm. I think I'd give it seven because yeah. the production was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, beautiful shots, beautiful location. Mm. Um, yeah, everything else was good, but yeah. the storyline. <laughs> and it has the potential to teach um, people that are not privy to like Izangoma and, you know, like yeah. cherry uh, stuff. You know, they can, they can learn something from this movie. So I think a great movie to come out of SA. I think it's also done really well internationally. People have loved it. So we also loved it, giving it 7 out of 10, both of us. So that is the movie 8. Absolutely cool movie. If you want to see it, go find it on Netflix, like Sean said. But right now, though, um, it's time for us to get into your pop news to find out what all your faves have been getting up to this past week before we wrap up the show. Pop news. Guess who's back? Back again. Shikana is back <laughs> with a brand new single. This time around, teaming up with Bay T on the vocals. The song is called Fixate and it comes from the much anticipated album Trouble in Paradise, which is expected to drop countrywide on the 20th of November. And man, I cannot wait. Judging by this song, it is totally going to be an incredible album. The song is currently streaming on all major music streaming platforms. Check it out and let us know what you think at poppinin underscore podcast on Instagram. I said it before and I'll say it again. Love me some Shikana. And Kanye West has released his campaign video since announcing his bid to run for POTUS. He released the video on his social media platforms with the caption, We're stepping out on faith with a link to his Kanye 2020 campaign website. Wondering what possibly the future president of the U.S. had to say in his campaign? Well, take a listen to this. America, what is America's destiny? What is best for our nation, our people? What is just, true justice? We have to think about all these things together as a people. To contemplate our future, to live up to our dream, we must have vision. We as a people will revive our nation's commitment to faith to what our constitution calls the free exercise of religion, including, of course, prayer. Through prayer, 
faith can be restored. We as a people are called to a greater purpose than ourselves. We are not only a beacon to the world, but we should be servants to each other, to encourage each other, to help each other, to lift up each other, our fellow Americans, that we may all prosper together. We have to act on faith with the sure knowledge that we are pursuing the right goals and doing the right things. We will build a stronger country by building stronger families. Families are the building blocks of society, of a nation. By turning to faith, we will be the kind of nation, the kind of people God intends us to be. I am Kanye West, and I approve this message. And in some more news of celebs doing amazing things this month, we spoke about her just a couple of weeks ago reviewing her reality show. And she's back in the news again doing amazing things. This time, Kelly Kumalo celebrated her single, Mbini. Remember this song? Yep, that's the one. It has gone gold and last week she had a celebratory dinner with all her close industry friends celebrating the awesome event. And as if that was not enough, Kelly Kumalo on Friday also dropped her much-anticipated album The Voice of Africa featuring eight new tracks on Friday. Her brand new album is called The Voice of Africa and is available on all digital platforms. Love to see it. And finally, media personality Mini Lamini Jones had the cutest baby gender reveal and baby shower just a couple of weekends ago. And fans of Mr. and Mrs. Jones are super excited because they are having a... Wait for it. Actually, drum roll, please. Thank you. They are having a boy. <laughs> Mini posted a snap of herself dressed in white with a mama-to-be sash over her growing baby bump. And the blue and white themed deco at the shower gave away Baby Jones's gender before Mini even let the cat out the bag. Her baby shower was an intimate affair with family and friends like reality TV star Sean Mkize, who calls herself the godmother to Baby Jones, and veteran radio presenter Lady D enjoying the moment as well. Of course, the internet was buzzing with excitement for Mini and her TL was flooded with congratulatory messages. One from Kanyimbao saying he is going to be so cute. You can check out the rest of her pictures from the event on her Instagram at Mini Zamini. Congratulations Mr. and Mrs. Jones from us at Poppin' In. Thank you for popping in with us on, wait for it, popping in. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on the social media streets as well on Instagram and Twitter. It's at popping in underscore podcast. Remember to catch our next episode next week, Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, say bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. <laughs> <laughs>